Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind. Sports are on hold around the country, but there are still plenty of great Northwest athletes to catch up with. And today we're joined by former Northwest guard Deshaun Cooper. Deshaun came to Northwest in 2009 from St. Louis, and his first year on campus was Ben McComb's first as head coach of the Bearcats. Those two will forever be linked together as the men's basketball program turned around in those first two years under Mac. Deshaun graduated from Northwest in 2014, but he's still playing professionally overseas. Last season, he won a championship with Dusseldorf in Germany and was the player of the year, averaging 16 points and 7 assists per game. He is the subject of this week's Bearcat Rewind. We want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, offering support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And Mosaic Medical Center Maryville, Mosaic provides orthopedics and sports medicine services. For more information, mymosaiclifecare.org slash sports. We were able to catch up with Deshaun as his season in Germany ended after just six games because of COVID-19. We talk with him about that, his career at Northwest, and we discuss his relationship with the point guard that came after him, Justin Pitts. Deshaun Cooper is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Former Northwest Missouri State Bearcat point guard Deshaun Cooper joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Deshaun, always great to catch up with you. How are things going for you today? Things are going good. Right now, just chilling with catching up. Happy to be back in America. Are you are you back home in St. Louis? Yeah, I'm in St. Louis. Uh, before we went on, we were kind of talking about uh, playing over in Germany and off to a great start so far this season, 20 points per game, shooting over 60% from the field and um, picking up kind of where you left off last year. But due to the coronavirus and, and uh, the way things are around the world right now, that season being canceled, can you talk about what this has been like from your perspective as an athlete from America overseas and, and just kind of seeing things crop up and, and watch it develop? I mean, it's, it's kind of surreal at this, this point because when you're playing basketball, that's, that's all you really think about at that time. And then when real life hits you, you know, you have to think about that. But, I mean, as the world goes on, you, you kinda, you're kind of on the outside looking in because you see it going on, but it's not around you. So you think about it, but you're, you're not really there until it actually impacts your life. So it didn't impact me until it ended basketball. And that's when I started to really think about what was really going on in the world and things like that. Yeah, whenever the NCAA tournament was wiped out here, and, and of course it was kind of a domino effect of a lot of things going down, but it, it started, it seemed like, with um, Rudy Gobert getting the coronavirus, and then Donovan Mitchell with the Utah Jazz, and that led to the NBA shutting down, and, and again, it kind of just followed from that point on. Was there anybody in your league that had uh, um, contracted the virus, or was it just a matter of, let's just better be safe than sorry? Yeah, it was just a matter of safe than sorry, because I don't think any cases that happened in Germany basketball so far. So it was just on the outside looking in, and then they just ended it at that. Well, we've seen some uh, some different photos and, and videos uh, from some airports around. What was it like for you traveling back in in the screening process just to make sure that you're still fully healthy? It actually was pretty clear. I mean, my flight was empty. I had a whole row of seats, so I could wow. lay down, take a nice little nap on the plane. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty empty when I got there. I mean, because it was already after the country started shutting down and different cities started shutting down and talking about it. So I was kind of in the after effect of what what's the communication been like for your family as well as this stuff starts kind of cropping up around the world? Have you got a lot of concerned phone calls and text messages just to make sure that you're okay? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Aunts, uncles, things, people like that. 
Well, whenever we're looking at uh, what you did, and I mentioned you're, you're off to a great start so far this season before this uh, this go-around was canceled, but uh, one of your games already back on uh, February 15th, 23 points, 13 assists, and a win. That was a career high in assists. Uh, you're coming off a year where you guys won a championship. You're the West player of the year. What's this experience been like for you as it seems like you were so great at Northwest Missouri State back in the mid-2014s, you know, 2013s, those, but it seems like you're really hitting your prime as you go throughout your professional career. I mean, because I'm fully dedicated. You know, back in college, you have to have classes and things of that nature. But now, it's just basketball and life. So you wake up, you think about basketball, you go to the weight room, put in the time. It's all about the time. You've been in Dusseldorf since 2017, is that correct? Uh, yeah. What's the experience been like there? Is that a place that you really uh, feel embraced and feel at home, that you just want to keep going back year in, year out? Yeah, it's a, it's a good city. It was a good vibe. I mean, when you win a championship there, of course, it brings good energy. So I had to go back, and plus we were going to a new league, so I wanted to see that experience as well. And if you can, for, for some of our uh, American basketball fans that aren't quite sure how that works either, if you win a championship in one league and in a Euro League, you're automatically bumped up to the next. How, is that how that works? Yes, that is how it works. It, what's, what's the competition level like stepping up into a new league and seeing some different faces and some new teams this year? Uh, I mean, the competition – at this point in time in my life, I mean, I'm 28 years old. It's just basketball, no matter who's playing, no matter what league they name it. I mean, that's just politics to me at this point. But when I get on the court, it's just basketball. No matter who's in front of me, I'm just playing the game of basketball. Of course, you're a great point guard whenever you're at Northwest Missouri State, but have you changed your style at all? Or as, as you mature and get a little bit older and, and uh, go about your business, um, do things uh, change? Yeah, of course. If they had to, I had to mature my game to fit other people's. You know, you have to learn how to lead grown men instead of kids trying to find themselves. Coming into that, you have to change the game, how you talk to people, where you take your shots at, how you fit in the offense, things of that nature. Because when you get to that pro level, everybody was the man. How much of that comes from being with a guy like Ben McCollum and, and of course when I mean, he's a young head coach and a first year head coach and you're coming in from St. Louis as a true freshman, you guys kind of grow together. How much of what you're doing now as a leader overseas stems back to what you learned from Coach Mack? I would say eighty percent of what I'm doing. I would say eighty percent because Coach Mack, he was a, a coach who taught me how to work hard. You know, I had the talent but in high school I wasn't really putting in the work the time. And when I met Coach Mack, he was in the gym with me. So it wasn't like I was just in the gym getting up shots. He'd come in there with me. He'd be there watching. So he was a coach that, you know, taught me the ropes and how to work hard and get what I want out of life. How much of that from being a leader but also being a coach is, is pushing the right buttons? Because if you watch his mannerisms on the bench, it seems like he knows there are certain guys that you really have to get after and have that fire, but then there are other guys that you kind of have to take different approaches with. Uh, are you seeing that too with the same thing as, you, as you're a pro and you're the veteran with young guys coming in? Exactly, yeah, I learned that. Because he, he was a he was a coach that got to know his players. He wasn't there just to coach you for basketball. He was there to coach you through life as well. So when you have a coach like that and you learn from that, you take those things and you grab them. And you take them in your life, and then as you go on, you give it to other people. You come into Northwest Missouri State your first year is that 2009-2010 uh, season, his first year coming back to Northwest after being an assistant at Emporia State. What sold you on Northwest Missouri State? What did Coach Mack do to, to get you to come be a Bearcat? Coach Mack was himself. When I went on my visits to other coaches and everything like that, it was just 
it felt like it was a guideline that they were following. And with Coach Mack, he was himself. I got to know him instead of the coach of Northwest Missouri State. Did you come in to the Bearcats with a chip on your shoulder at all? Because as we saw you mature and get older, and especially um, carrying that 2014 team, you look like a Division One guy playing out there in the MIAA. Is there a chip on your shoulder um, coming out of St. Louis? You're only five foot eight, and so maybe you get overlooked by some other teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's always the target on my back. I'm five foot eight. That's what they look at once once they see me. They say, "Oh, he can do that," but he's five foot eight. So that's always going to be with me, and that's always been with me through my life. So I go into every game, every league with that chip on my shoulder, ready to kill whoever in front of me. <laughs> well, and as you go throughout uh, throughout your career, you come in at the same time as Bryson Williams, and uh, yeah. you guys, of course, really left your mark on the Northwest Missouri State basketball program. But what was it like coming in with a guy like that who was uh, also super talented and you guys really uh, finding a way to gel as your careers went on? Yeah, one thing I learned from Bryson was his energy. I, I learned how to impact into with my energy. And when you come into the gym, his, his energy is just different. When you're around him, it's just different. And that's one thing I took from him was his energy. Now, you'll, you'll have to kind of fill in the blanks for me because I'm trying to remember this as we go along. But um, was it the 2013 season, which should have been your senior year, but you were injured and missed that year? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And that was the year that, um, I guess, Northwest reached the MIAA Tournament Championship, and Bryston nearly single-handedly pulled the Bearcats out and get, got that win over UCM in overtime but just fell short. For you sitting there on the bench watching that, knowing you're coming back the next year, but then you see, you know, Bryston Williams and and Dylan Starzel and Tyler Funk and all these guys really maturing and growing in that one year. How huge was that for those guys to take a big step forward as you came back in for your senior year in 2014? I mean, it was very big because as I was watching them, I was also learning their games as well. And they all had to step up in those situations, and I, I learned a lot about those players. So, yeah, when I was sitting out watching them, I was always excited because of the coach and because of the energy and because of the camaraderie that we had as a team, period. 2012 and 2014 MIAA regular season champs. And, of course, in 2014, you guys um, playing up uh, in Mankato, Minnesota, in that regional there. And you reach the Sweet 16. You're taking on UCM. And you're that close to knocking off UCM and, and reaching the Elite Eight. How much does that game kind of stick with you? Do you think about that from time to time? I think about it all the time because it's always that what if. Because we also lost our, our second leading scorer, Dylan Stars, who was a big impact for our team. We lost him in the first quarter because he had went down with a Achilles injury. So we had to deal with that. So that's always going to stick with me. That's a memory that's, that's going to be embedded in my mind for the rest of my life. Now, we hate to play the what if game, but we've heard Coach Mack talk a little bit about this in the last couple of years, but... I mean, that's a national championship team if Dylan stays healthy and you get through that game, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. That was that was the goal. It, at that point in time, it wasn't conference championship. It wasn't, oh, let's, we're happy to be here. It was, let's do something while we're here. So we had a purpose to be there. And then for that to happen, it kind of, you know, it kind of killed the spirit a little bit. How much did that stick with you before you were kind of able to put it aside and say, man, we re- did some great things at Northwest that led them to get to this point to where the Bearcats really are the class of the M- of the D- of Division II basketball year in and year out? Oh, it, it sticks with me. I'll always be a Bearcat. That's one thing about the saying. Once you're a Bearcat, always a Bearcat. And that's really 
it's really like that in life. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a senior, and you guys did great things on the court. But there's also this one kid that came in that redshirted. He's a five foot nine inch, one hundred and thirty five pound point guard coming in named Justin Pitts. And they list him at one thirty five. I think he's probably closer to one fifteen, maybe soaking wet he's one thirty five. What do you remember from Justin when he was so young coming in, eighteen, nineteen years old, that you when you took him under your wing? Um, one thing one thing that I had man, I always took Justin around. Like when I went to work out, I took Justin with me. If I was going on a run with Coach Mack, I'd take Justin with me. So it was it was like a little brother to me. And I got to know him personally on and off the court. And I knew he would take it to the next level. I knew he would. It wasn't about, to me, it wasn't about doing what I did. It was to do more. You have to do more. And that's always what we preached was do more, do more, do more. And that's what he did. There, there's that mentoring factor, but you can be honest because he's graduated too, so plenty of times passed. Whenever you guys would have practice out there in Martindale and just kind of something on a, on a random Monday or Tuesday, would you take it to him a little bit and beat up on him? Oh, for sure. It don't matter. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the interview, it don't matter who I'm playing against. Even though I looked at him as my little brother, once we got on that court, it was kill. Because I knew if he was going up against the best at that and he wasn't playing, it wouldn't do nothing but instill it in him and make him that much better. Have you had a chance to watch much of Northwest Missouri State basketball these past two years? I'm, I'm sure you've kind of kept up on it, but I don't know if you've had a chance to actually sit down and watch a game at all. Um, I haven't watched the game, but the way that they do it now, I can see always see highlights. I'm always seeing the live stats. I'm still talking to Coach Mack. So it, it, it still feels like I'm there, but I'm not actually watching the game, but I'm always involved in knowing what's going on. What is your early take on Trevor Hudgens, who just wrapped up his sophomore career, sophomore season? A killer. I mean, that's 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 what Coach Mack breeds. He he brings the best out of whoever he coaches. So whoever's in that position, they're going to succeed. Coach Mack will make sure that and he's a killer. I mean, I haven't met him personally, but from what he's doing, he's a killer. <laughs> I think you guys would get along okay. It'd it, it work out all right. Uh, oh, for sure. We had uh, the student newspaper here at Northwest went through, and they're trying to create because we just wrapped up. You know, I guess the teens would be that decade now on to the twenty twenties and so on. But they're trying to get the um, the top ten basketball players at Northwest Missouri State over the previous decade. And of course, a lot of these guys that are doing that are kind of that recency bias of. They saw a little bit of Justin Pitts, and they've seen Trevor Hudgens and some of these guys, and so uh-huh. you know. Some guys that you played with didn't get quite as much love, and yeah. I feel like you need to, to state your case for where you think you should rank on the top ten for Northwest over the last decade. I mean, well, I should rank. I'm, I'm always going to feel I'm the best. But, I mean, numbers don't lie. What Justin Pitts has done, I mean, you you got to give him what he's done. He brought a national championship to Northwest. He's the all-time leading scorer. I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. So, I mean, I had no problem with the ranking. I seen that I was number two. And for a guy to be number one, a person that I mentored personally to do what I, what we want envision him to do, I mean, hey, that's all I can ask for. <laughs> hey, it, it was a lot of fun to watch you play. And also, which I think is crazy to think about how many great players have come through Northwest, but you were the first NABC All-American in program history. Now, the Bearcats have piled on a few in recent years, but a lot of that is because you laid the foundation. Recruits wanted to come in and play for, for for Coach Mack after seeing what you did. So that has to be a real point of pride to look back and, and see what's going on here at Northwest. 
Yeah, it was. It's, it's always good because you know you had. I'm always gonna have a point there. I made history. I went down in history. I did all I could do when I had the opportunity to do it. So I took life for what it was. I put all the time in. I left everything there, and that's all you can do in life. Once you do that, and you see the results and the after effect, you can't do nothing but look back and smile. You mentioned 28 years old, um, just wrapped up the season in Germany. It was cut short due to uh, COVID-19. Um, what does your career look like professionally? How long do you think you want to keep going back and, and playing overseas? I mean, I'm going to keep playing to the wheels for a long. No matter where I'm at in the world, once I'm playing basketball, I feel like I'm at home. So, I mean, if I'm getting paid for something I love to do, I'm going to play until the wheels fall off. No matter if I'm 40, 45, <laughs> they're paying me. I might keep playing. Hey, they keep paying Tom Brady, and he keeps playing in the NFL, so why can't you keep doing it overseas, right? Exactly, exactly. There you go. Well, it's good to have you back in the United States here in March. We just wish we had some Bearcat basketball here in Maryville. You could come check out. But, uh, but one of these days, we'll get you back over here at the NC Northwest in person. Oh, for sure. I'm going to have to do that. That's one thing I'm going to have to do. Awesome. Deshaun Cooper, former Northwest Missouri State point guard, joining us. Deshaun, appreciate the time, and good luck as your career goes on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Deshaun Cooper for joining us on Bearcat Rewind. Ben McCombs first recruit to Maryville, and he goes down as one of the best to don a Northwest uniform. Thanks for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.